0: Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick
1: off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, welcome in to another edition of Mondays with Matt. Thanks for hanging out with Matt Starkey and I as we're talking investing, finance, and retirement. And we're going to talk about Will Rogers, if you remember him and uh, his some of his great quotes. We're going to turn those into some retirement advice or some ways to think about it. And we do these kinds of shows from time to time. We've in the past we've done things on uh, different shows on. Um, I suppose, famous folks, Mark Twain or Shakespeare or even Charles Barkley. We've done all kinds of different Yogi Berra, where you take some of these people, famous people who have had some pretty interesting uh, quotes and sayings about things that maybe aren't necessarily financially related, but can find some financial wisdom in these. And of course, Will was uh, was an actor and a humorist. And uh, just a writer and just all sorts of things, uh, you know, back in the 20s and 30s. And so he actually had some pretty interesting things. to. uh, He lived longer than that, but he had some pretty interesting things to talk about, Matt. And I've got a couple of good ones. So I thought you could take these and turn these into a financial lesson for us this time on the show. Okay.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. Will Rogers was was terrific. And a lot of people still remember who he was. Oh, yeah. um, He he and Mark Twain seem to have a
1: similar vibe, very similar kind of feel from him and Mark Twain. (laughs) Um, And of course, Mark was about another 50 years before him. And the interesting thing about this as we're going through these is most of these uh, quotes are anywhere from 50 to like 90 years old. And the fact that they actually are still pretty apropos today is maybe evidence that the more things change, they really don't. Like we, we kind of think we're so advanced and Moving forward, in a lot of ways we do, but in a lot of ways we don't, right? <laughs> Everything's exactly the same. Uh, and some of this stuff even uh, is very similar to Mark Twain's, uh, the things that he said. And that was like 150 years ago. So, anyway, let's jump in and dive into this first one because I love this one so much, Matt. He says, There are three kinds of men uh, the one that learns by reading, the few who learn by observation and the rest of us that have to pee on the electric fence for themselves.
0: (laughs) Isn't that that great? This is a great saying. (laughs) What what are we, what are we talking about behind the, behind the saying? And I think what he's saying here is let's try to learn from other people's financial mistakes. This reminds me, this saying kind of reminds me of a conversation I had with my older brother. So I have a brother who's about four years older than me. Okay. You know, it, it just strikes me. I was riding back with him from college one time. I think I'd been down to help him pack up and and um he had gotten into his share of trouble and, and um I remember sitting in the car with him. We were talking about some things that had happened, and I said, right. uh, you know, on the on the bright side, I said, Thanks for for doing. This. What you're doing? Because I said I'm learning from their. It's taught mistakes, me not to do it. Right? What not yeah. to do when I get there. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Well, I don't I, think he received that too well. But yeah, he probably didn't
1: appreciate it. But that's a great way of thinking about it. Because when you're talking financially speaking, how many people, you know, how many times can we talk about some of these things and folks will still make the same mistakes because they have to learn them for themselves? Think about our own kids, right? We were all yeah. teenagers, Matt. You and I were teenagers once. We could share some things with our children or our teens and say, Hey, listen, you know, don't do this, you know, but a lot of times they're going to do it themselves anyway, because they will not learn until they proverbially pee on the electric fence.
0: That's right. And a lot of people have to learn this way. Unfortunately, Um, me as a younger man, that's what I, one of the things I did is I, I I took somebody's advice. I can't remember who it was, but I, I tried to, you know, you can learn something from everybody. You can either learn the way that they did it, the way they became successful and you can model them and copy what they did mm, yeah. and you'll be successful. Or you can see people who aren't your idea of success or maybe have taken the wrong road. And you can watch and learn from that person what potholes to avoid. And a lot yeah. of times they'll, if they made that mistake, they'll often tell you about it. And and um, so I was always constantly a, like a big sponge or, or a tape recorder because I was always talking to people. And I just love to absorb and learn what they did to become successful, or what maybe the mistakes that I didn't want to. you know No, that's make. great. yeah, and, you were the and, and it makes sense financially yeah. because I'll tell you what, it's really hard when you get behind the eight ball financially, if you're in if you're in debt and credit cards especially or high interest loans, uh, or you know, I, I remember talking when I was early in my days talking to double income, both people worked for General Motors, which was huge mm-hmm. up here mm-hmm. uh, in Michigan. And, um, but they had their house, they had their camper, they had a cabin, they had a boat, every single, I mean, if they lost their overtime, they're like going to go bankrupt because they had a, all their money was going out to payments and they were saving and investing nothing. And so, yeah, definitely take time. Don't pee on that electric fence for yourself. Learn (laughs) from other people and learn from their mistakes. Talk to your financial advisor. I mean, I see these life situations happen all the time. And definitely it can, it can crumble your financial situation. It could even ruin your life and your marriage and your family. So.
1: Yeah, you, you're observing these mistakes when people come in and then of course you're going through and working on uh, helping folks fix those. And so a lot of times that's a great reason to turn to an advisor so that we don't have to pee on the fence. We can say, hey, you know, you see this stuff, kind of stuff all the time. Help me avoid making some of these mistakes. So
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah, so a great quote, too much, too funny just to think about, but it's very, very true uh, how people are that way. All right, this next one, again, think about this folks again, 90 years ago, he said this, the only difference between death and tax is is that death doesn't get worse every time Congress meets.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So 90 years ago, they were a pain in the tush. Yeah, yeah, our taxes are almost assuredly going to go higher every time Congress gets They they were a pain
1: in the tush 90 years ago, right?
0: Well, hey, I mean, he wasn't wrong. I mean, they're they're talking now about another couple of trillion dollars to pack into the next package. So I'm trying to get that passed now. Right. But yeah, that's it. Um, Taxes are probably... Only likely to increase, mm-hmm. unless the U.S. government wins the lottery, <laughs> and and even so, that's I haven't seen a jackpot that's like uh, thirty trillion dollars. So, well, um, actually, yeah, Matt, you w- know what? That's t-
1: that's actually a good point because I just read recently that uh, traditional IRAs uh, and 401ks, there's about $40 trillion sitting out there in unpaid taxes on these accounts, right? When you have these standard accounts, that you're, they're, the government's waiting to collect that. I and mean, that's kind of a lottery. That's why they're waiting. That's why they want this money, right? Because it's right now, I think I just saw this maybe a week or two ago, it's four, around $40 trillion in unpaid taxes on your, you know, your traditional retirement accounts.
0: Yeah. And when you think about it, What's the one lever that Congress can pull Mm -hmm. that would, um, you know, force, force Americans to pay more. Right. If they hit these retirement accounts or let's say, Hey, let's move that retired, required minimum distribution age up from uh, 72 to let's make it 65 that they have to start taking money out of their IRAs and pay taxes. Right. That'll get us the money sooner. Right. You know? That's a definite prob- possibility. And right, that's what sure. we need to think about. And uh, we were talking on our last podcast about a tax-free retirement or a uh, reducing our taxes. That's the big thing. And, and Will Rogers' statement holds true every time Congress gets together. That's a potential burden on your, tax, uh, your taxable money. So we need to pay attention just as much as we do talk and joke about it. Uh, we really need to look seriously with a fine-tooth comb and say, hey, how can we reduce these taxes or will I be paying more in retirement than I was when I was working? Yeah.
1: I mean, as of right now, you know, the the Roth, you know, you can convert things. If you're in traditional IRAs or uh, 401ks, you can convert those, you know, pay the taxes now while you know what the rate is and kind of the devil in what you know versus what it might be in the future. A lot of, obviously, that's been a very popular strategy the last couple of years. May continue to stay that way, but you, we just never know. I mean, get to your point, another $2 trillion plus uh, on an infrastructure bill being tossed around. So at some point, somebody's got to pay these bills, and uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. But very interesting, again, that Will uh, was you know, observing this almost 100 years ago. Not much has changed. Um, how about this one? This one's a little bit more on the – this is a positive one. I like this pretty good. The other ones are definitely very humorous. This one's pretty positive. He said, when you are satisfied, you are successful, for that's all there really is to success is your satisfaction. Pretty cool quote.
0: Yeah, this is. Uh, this is interesting because my 16-year-old just showed me a statement from uh, kind of a music icon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was just saying how money doesn't make him happy. And and he says, you know, you got to find satisfaction elsewhere. And that's that's the truth. I mean, you know, when you talk about... It's funny how I talk to people, and they say, well, my my friend's making this amount on this investment, or they they bought this and they did this right. But what, what should I buy that? Um, I think a lot of us look at other people and and while we're talking to that coworker or we're talking to maybe um, a parent or or a friend about you know investments, you hear the good stories. and keep that in mind. Everybody loves to share their good news or the one that they made a bunch of money on. But often, they don't tell you how many times they had to lose to get to the winner. And uh, so don't try to chase specific net worth or, or specific stocks. Um, be satisfied. Be content with where you're at. Um, I, when you can do that or when you can focus on um, one or two other pieces of your own mix and, and be content and be you feel successful. When I plan with people, I always try to paint a picture of success is this ongoing realization of worthy goals. Mm-hmm. It's it's the ongoing process. I've talked to you about this before but that's why I like cutting the grass because I get an immediate result when I go home and if I cut the grass I can get that get the the stripes in the yard in, in an instant. <laughs> that's a that's a great point, right? It takes me 10 10 years to yeah. see somebody's plan come to fruition where yeah. they're meeting their all their goals and they're right on track for retirement. So That
1: sense of accomplishment.
0: Yeah, that's that's totally it. So you know, success is an ongoing, it's progressive. And uh, you got to keep in mind, am I pushing all the right buttons now Mm -hmm. to be successful? A lot of people have an idea, say, when I get here, I'm going to be successful. But I always encourage you, if you are systematically investing, if you're putting money in your 401k, or you're investing in your IRA every month, and you, you have a diversified mix, you own equities, and we rebalance you're a successful investor. That's all it takes is just start something, hmm. do it consistently. And it's reaching you. You're meeting your goal, which is we've figured out it's different for everybody, but but we're, we're on the track to meeting our goal. And, and I consider you a success at that point.
1: Well, there you go. I mean, that's a great way of looking at that. So uh, you know, what does it take for you to be satisfied sometimes in retirement? we push too hard when we don't necessarily need to when we should be thinking about you know what do we want how do we want to enjoy our retirement versus maybe chasing returns or just pushing ourselves too far. This next one's I think pretty good as well Matt you can turn into a nice financial analogy. It's not what you pay a man, but what he costs you that counts. What do you think about that?
0: Oh yeah, you know there, there there's a lot to be said for this statement here. Um I think sometimes we get hung up on finding an an advisor where we maybe it's we're comparing uh, how much we pay the advisor, or mm, do, we mm. pay, or do we have the guy with the lowest fees, and um, do I have the investments that you know, have the lowest expenses? And that's not always um, going to get you the highest yield. Yeah, Sometimes we, get,
1: we get wrapped up with the fee versus the value.
0: <clears throat> you get what you pay for, absolutely. Yeah. One of the most important things, I think, is finding an advisor who you mesh with, who has a similar ideal, and who you respect enough that can coach you along the way, and you buy in. You buy into their ideas. They buy into your situation. And it's kind of a, I, I always tell clients, it's like a lifelong relationship. It's like a marriage almost in the sense that you want to be committed to each other and committed to the goals. And if your advisor is just selling you products, they're not committed to your goals. So what, not what you pay a man, but what he costs you, that counts. And then um, you got to figure, am I working with the right person who's calculated these risks adequately? I mean, if I just go to my local broker, um, I was just having a conversation with Pat, my other advisor who works here, and he says I won't mention the name of the company, but they're very well known. And he said that people had he he had another money manager review the portfolio. They said that is the absolutely the worst portfolio we've ever seen. And oh, wow. uh, and the people were consistently losing money. And even when the market was going up, you can go to some place where you have a perceived value, but until somebody's inside your head and you're and they bought in i mean they're going to make you money in the long run so don't always look at the cost and say what is it costing me what is that person also saving me in mm, terms of heartache yeah. my life savings is my money protected those are really important questions and they're very um, when you're when you're searching to work with somebody you've got to have a good understanding how they get paid and why they are interested in your the good of your portfolio in yeah. your investments. Now
1: that's a so, great way of looking at that for sure. Uh, you know the what's the value? What, what's your time worth? That's another piece where sometimes don't folks don't factor that in. They say, well, I can do all of this myself or whatever the case is. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you're in retirement, you know what's your time worth? Do you really want to spend your retirement? You know, trying to do this yourself. A lot of people have been doing the DIY thing, uh, saying, hey, I can I manage my own retirement, <laughs> and that you know again factor in that what's that worth to you? in that respect. One more, I saved the, the, the kind of the more famous one of his for last here, uh, Matt. And that was, uh, he said, I'm not as concerned about the return on my money as I am the return of my money.
0: Absolutely. This is one of the most famous quotes of Will Rogers. And I love this quote too. Uh, A lot of times when we get to retirement, we don't care about earning a huge rate of return. Mm Mm-hmm. We just want to make sure that our money's protected and safe, and it's going to be there when we need it.
1: <laughs> it's back in my pocket, right?
0: It's back in my pocket. Yep. So there's some guidance that you need as far as um, this, this specific, but it's true. A lot of people are just, you know, hey, I don't want to make a lot. I, I don't care. I just want to make sure that my money's safe, that I'm earning a little bit on it, and really, there's not a whole lot else. So um, for, for situations like that, we definitely offer a variety of, of strategies for people that will help them keep their money safe and secure take what they need, and um, still be able to grow their money a little bit. But yeah, we are. We're not as concerned about necessarily huge returns, especially when we get to retirement. We're getting a little more conservative. We just want to make sure we don't run out of money and we get all of our money back. So we're not scammed and we're not uh, working with somebody that could potentially lose our money. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Yep. Well, there you go. That's our Will Rogers quote. So pretty good, pretty funny ones in here as well. Uh, but certainly, you know, apropos for our lifestyles today as well. Matt, you did a great job of turning those into some financial wisdom and kind of looking at those uh, from a modern, you know, take, if you will, on what we talk about each and every uh, podcast here on the show. So
0: hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta give you one more. You get one more. I, I, you know, a lot of his quotes and sayings are are so good. Okay, go for it. He said, Will Rogers said. Too many people spend money they haven't earned to buy things they don't want to impress people that they don't like. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Don't don't let that be you. Don't spend money on what you haven't earned. Uh, Don't buy the things that you don't want and to impress people that you don't like. Why?
1: (laughs) That's amazing. And again, think about that. This, This is like 90 years ago, right? So societally, Mm -hmm. we just don't change that much. In a lot of ways, we, you know, we always talk about how we need to move forward. And uh, clearly there's a lot of places where we just don't, you know, so we're still today doing that, maybe even more so than ever, you know, to that last quote. So very good stuff, man. (laughs) Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you guys enjoyed our Mondays with Matt conversation, this go around. Uh, Matt, thanks for hanging out with me and talking about this stuff. A lot of fun as always. Folks, if you've got questions, need some help, you know, as Matt brought up some great points. Uh, stop by his website, GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. dot com. That's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. dot com. Click on the podcast page while you're there. You can subscribe to us on Apple, Google, iHeart, Spotify. You can share the uh, podcast with others you think might benefit from it, and of course, that way you get new episodes when they come out. You can also check out past episodes as well. And if you have any questions or need some immediate help, you should always turn to a qualified professional like Matt Starkey. He's an investment advisor representative and the president and owner at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. You can call him at 989-401-2949. It's 989-401-2949. This has been Mondays with Matt. Matt, thanks for hanging out with me, my friend. I'll talk to you next week.
0: Sounds good, Mark. It's always good to hang out with you, too. And thanks, everybody, for listening. So um, if you have any questions, give us a call. We're happy to talk.
1: And we'll see you next time here on Mondays with Matt.